Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined each week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and true crime and TV and movies and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. Hello. Hello. I wanted to mention that it's California and Disneyland is open. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it's going to be I open. I already know people who have gotten their tickets. By the time this episode you know, airs, it will have been open for a little bit. But, well, we're pre-recording, so it hasn't. And so I did buy tickets for the first weekend in June. Nice. So I got right on there. Um, how does it work? Because I thought it was like a raffle. Like, how do you? No. So they give you a date. Yeah. So what you do is you go on the Disneyland website where you can buy tickets and you buy a ticket and then you make a reservation. Got it. So you buy a ticket and it, you know, it's really easy. Obviously you just go through the prompts, you know, you buy your ticket or what have you one day, two day, three day, whatever it is. And then, and then it leads you into like make a reservation and then you look at the calendar. It's, you know, the interface of course is Mm -hmm. really easy. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, they make it really easy for you and then you pick the dates and then you make your reservation. Nice. Yeah. And there's plenty of reservations available. It's not like it sold out the first day. Like everybody thought was going to happen. You know, that's not going to, that didn't happen. There's plenty of availability and you just go in and make a reservation. I think people are like put off a little bit of course. And, because they think, oh, now I have to go and I have to commit to dates and I can't just like buy a random ticket and go anytime I want and I can't just stop by. Yeah, but it, it'll is, it'll eventually be like that this again. This is the world we're in. Yeah, I and mean, it'll, it'll we'll get back to that. I mean, thankfully it's just open. Yeah, I mean, be excited. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know that, you know, much of our audience doesn't live in California and much of our audience maybe isn't Disneyland fans, although I'm told it's a niche personality. When I tell people yeah, that, it like, is. that I love Disney and I love horror films, that's sort of the yin and the yang of No, things. totally. It, it, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and, and that makes sense in my head. <laughs> the light and the dark of things. Um, so this next thing is a little segment we like to call... <laughs> horror Facts with Kath is what that was. <laughs> Give it to me. This is a director we're looking for. Yeah, okay. Number one. This New York director attended Sarah Lawrence College to study film rather than attending NYU. Number two. This director auditioned for Saturday Night Live and considered it the blow of their career. Oh, how sad. Number three. Meaning he didn't get it. <laughs> Prior to meeting his famous buddy at Sarah Lawrence, he started off with a major in puppetry. He was obsessed with puppets at the time and felt he couldn't fail since it was such a rare major. <laughs> yeah, it is. This is can hilarious. you major in puppets? I, apparently at Sarah Lawrence you can. Number four, his favorite horror movie is Rosemary's Baby. And number five... He is afraid of rabbits and believes their eyes are blank. <laughs> that's actually a big clue. I, uh, that's great. And, and also not because like, of course I don't know, but my, my first thought was that is a 
That is an amazing group of facts. I know, isn't That's it? That's all I was going to say. I always try to... Bra- I mean, clearly I don't... I mean, some lists are more amazing than others, of course. That's just the way life goes. Yeah. And I find that that's an amazing list <laughs> of like ridiculously random facts about yeah. someone. Um, it's Jordan Peele. Oh. <laughs> so he... The rabbits, he used a lot in Us. Sure. Yeah um she's never really impressed when she goes sure rather than oh okay um <laughs> well and then all because the- i could think of a million horror movies that have rabbits in them and like usually killed yeah like, fatal attraction that was, that was a usually prefi- like maimed and killed but not all directors did comedy first yeah, and he was on mad tv for a while my and, brain does not yeah. connect those things in like 30 seconds at all it puppetry puppetry mm-hmm. puppetry yeah so now we need Jordan Peele to do puppetry. Mm-hmm. Are there YouTube videos of this? Because I need people to Google that. <sighs> oh, you know what? I, I thought of you because I was reading about Stranger Things. So the pandemic pretty well screwed up Netflix's plans for the fourth season of Stranger Things. Okay. Um, but the filming is back on track. Um, they're once again, you know, in the news, etc. Season four should be coming out sometime next year, hopefully. I think people were hopeful for this year, 2021, but like, you mm-hmm. know, with the pandemic, everything got foobard. And so apparently season four next year, which I mean, to most people makes the wait like just too long. Yeah. <laughs> we're all going to, but you know what it does do is that we're going to all have to binge the uh, past seasons right before the new season comes out because we won't have remembered. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember that first season really well. Um, but it also, the quote is also that season four is shaping up to be the biggest and most frightening season yet. And we can't wait for everyone to see it, etc. I guess the cast includes Robert England. Nice. Who will play Victor Creel, a disturbed man who is imprisoned in a psychiatric hospital for a gruesome murder in the 1950s. So I guess that's one of the characters. Got it. I wanted you to know that because I know it's one of your your shows, um, one of your favorite shows. It is one of my favorite shows. I have a little piece of news since we're on this. Yeah, for sure. We are finally going to see uh, American Horror Story come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so because we missed, again, the pandemic has thrown everything off. Of course. Some people will be excited about this. Some people will not be, but it's called double feature because we're essentially going to get two seasons um, in one and it's two mini seasons in one. Okay. So one season will be by the sea and one will be by the sand. The cast has been announced for the sea project, but still waiting on a second cast announcement for the sand. Um, another part of this would be Macaulay Culkin will be engaging in some crazy erotic sex as he makes his AHS <laughs> debut. So okay. people who are fans of Home Alone. Um, <laughs> and sex. <laughs> and sex together. Um, so... Yeah, and I guess Evan Peters' character that everybody loves so much, um, <laughs> Tate Langdon, right, is yeah. going to be coming yeah, there's back. there's some reprisals, I So heard. there's going to be re- the return of one iconic franchise character as, mm-hmm. as a little boy, I think. So it's him? Uh, uh, or actually, you, we no, don't no, know wait, yet. no, not as a little boy. It just says, um, well, Evan Peters will be, I think Evan Peters is going to be back, but... Um, it says a new photo shared online appears to show Peters on set in costume as the character complete with black and green striped sweater. So he will be back. <laughs> nice. That's amazing. I also saw that uh, Corey Feldman comes the zombie king alongside Edward Furlong. <laughs> 
So in the film, in an attempt to bring his wife back from the grave, an ordinary man turns to voodoo and summons Kathu, the god of malevolence. He makes a pact to destroy the underworld and bring chaos to the earth. And in return, he will become the zombie king, walking the earth for eternity with his deceased love. God, what happened to Edward Furlong? Look at him. <laughs> now with the town overrun by the undead and the government's shoot-on-sight policy, a band of misfits must fight for their lives and unravel the mystery in stopping the zombie king. I'm just looking at the poster. It's very... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Corey Feldman in the poster has like, you know, letters very seriously etched on his face and such. So, yes, he looks very serious, although I don't know how anyone could take that movie seriously. Well, I mean, he did try to also release an album that he took very seriously, too. Fair. (sighs) So we had a buddy watch. (laughs) We're just going to move on from that because I don't know what to say about that. Um, although I did like, I do like the, um, documentary series that he's doing, um, that he did on Friday the 13th, um, for Shudder. He was the, like the host of the episodes there. That was, I thought he did a great job. So we did a buddy watch called Housebound. Oh my God, I loved this movie. 2014. So this is one of the movies that I programmed for our discord because I saw it like a year or two ago and I have always really liked it. And I realized and then I programmed it because it, it came up that it was going to be on um, some streaming service. Then we get, of course, we get to watching it and it wasn't there. And I'm like, crap. But I did find it um, on a free service that actually, um, you know, views f- movies for free sometimes. So I was able to save, save the evening. You, you did. <laughs> I was like, where the hell did it go? It was supposed to drop to this one streaming service and it didn't. So... Uh, almost two hours long, just under comedy horror mystery. Uh, it's a New Zealand housebound, 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, same writer director Gerard Johnstone. Johnstone probably. Uh, a young woman is forced to return to her childhood home after being placed under house arrest, where she suspects that something evil may be lurking. So, um, yes, I loved this film, and I thought it was really underrated when I first Completely. saw it. Completely. And I know a lot of, and so what I realized is once I programmed it and then people showed up, you know, some of our patrons showed up uh, to watch it with us on Thursday night and everyone was like, no, no, I haven't seen it. No one had seen it. I was like, really? Oh my God. It's I hilarious. Okay, it's so really funny. You tell me what you thought. Cause I have seen it before. Um, first of all, the, the cast was incredible. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed, is it, uh, the woman who played Kylie Morgana O'Reilly, I think Yeah, she had a, a very edgy um, girl with the dragon tattoo <laughs> with a really big sense of humor. Yes. Um, very crude. Uh, it, it, you know, it's just, it's really clever. The, what I appreciate is the comedy is incredibly dry, mm-hmm. which um, when things start to get really out of control, and that dry sense of humor in conjunction with that is yeah. where I really appreciate, like it's a smart film. Agree. Despite how goofy and, and <laughs> funny that it is. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I really loved it. I, I think it is also incredibly underrated. I thought the characters were great. Um, I thought the story was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it kept my attention. Uh, yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I know that you like the the main girl. She's she's amazing. I know she's been on a lot of TV stuff, but um, as far as films is concerned, I, I really enjoyed her in that part. And I think a lot of the humor comes from, uh, it's 
it's not slapsticky. It's it's situational humor, which mm-hmm. I think is, um, in other words, she's in a situation where she committed a crime and ends up having to live with her parents on house arrest, mm-hmm. and she's genuinely irritable (laughs) so she like eats all the food she like bullies them into she just bogarts the television the whole time and you see her parents just be like um uh could we could we watch a tv show because um you know she's she's, like fuck off like fuck off and eating her meatloaf (laughs) out of a pan you know like so it just becomes really funny because it's like if you were to be on house arrest like as a grown ass adult with your grown ass parents and then have to be there with them mm-hmm. after being, you know, oppositional towards society, right. let's put it that way. Like the hilarity would ensue a little sure. bit. And so, um, but then you layer on the fact that there's a little bit of haunty business going on. Yeah. I mean, I think it delivers on both fronts. Like it's, it both, does. Cause when it's it, got both horror and comedy in equal parts, when the horror part comes in, it, it takes itself serious enough for it to be a good movie. Like yeah, when like you start to figure out what's going on in the house. Exactly. Like you've built up this comedic, um, base of who they are as people and it connects you to the characters. And then you sort of see her get more connected to her mom and all of that throughout mm-hmm. because then all of a sudden they're joined in their fear. Right. And, um, and there's some really just really funny bits. Like when the paranormal investigator comes to the house and they're all like, you're so full of shit type of thing. And yeah, it's just a really, I, I would, I would recommend anybody. It's fun. <laughs> watch this. Yeah. Movie. It's really fun. Cool. So what else did you watch? I watched one I really liked. Um, okay. And one that I really wish I would have liked because I thought it had a lot of potential. Oh, I hate that. Um, <laughs> I hate when that happens. Oh, let me find the first one. I just had it pulled up. Oh, I'm sorry. So I don't know if you saw. I just hit the mic. I apologize for that. There. This is another one that's sort of a throwback to your 80s Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. It's a movie called Black Pumpkin. And okay. it came out in 2018. T- two preteens are forced to fight for survival on Halloween after they awaken an evil entity. And the the movie is, the movie is also called Bloody Bobby. And so you, <laughs> okay. it's just a it's a it's a fun. I, I, there's not even much to say about it, just because it 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 follows in suit. Halloween. It's very similar. You know, it takes place on Halloween night. Um, You see some of the stuff that goes on during the day leading up to that night. And basically this evil force has been laying dormant for decades. And um, it's this child. And when, (laughs) when bloody Bobby comes to life uh, or comes back, he, he still has the voice of a child. So there's a, there's a scene where this guy's about to, you hear bloody Bobby and you just see like this, this, uh, he's got this cape on, right? And you okay. just hear him. He kind of talks like this and you hear him go, it's time to mow the lawn. And all of a sudden oh, you God. see, you see the lawnmower go over this guy's face and just, oh. I mean, the next thing you know it's like the face is getting sliced up and it's getting splattered onto the top of the but it in a very like tongue-in-cheek kind of committed time to mow the lawn and the guy's like oh and the girl walks outside and his face is just getting chunked into pieces and eventually they they you know they take care of bloody bobby and they get rid of him but um it's it was fun it's fun yeah Uh, yeah that sounds pr- appropriately like 
cheesy gory totally like it's just fun 80s kind of like you said the 80s throwback yeah it's it's, straightforward right like it's totally straightforward it has the yeah it has one of the it's really easy to watch like um like uh better watch out like uh those movies where it's just like okay this is kind of fun let me just yeah watch this but time to mow the lawn that's amazing bloody bobby bloody bobby oh boy uh sounds like something to watch at halloween too. yeah it's it's fun we can watch that with uh zombievers (laughs) yeah we could uh i watched a film called the banishing um on uh yeah i think it was on shutter 2020 horror thriller uh uk 97 minutes long. Uh, The Banishing tells the story of the most haunted house in England. In the 1930s, a young reverend, his wife, and daughter move into the manor with a horrifying secret. So this is the type of movie that I would certainly be attracted to watching. Like, I like haunted house movies. Uh, I often like English movies. I'm not so much a fan of period flicks. Mm -hmm. So this is the 1930s England um so here's the thing is that the 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 dad here linus has been posted as the new reverend so Mm -hmm. it's got a religious overtone to it too which i would normally also really enjoy in my horror movies uh he's been tasked by the church to renew the villagers faith which has been lost after the disappearance of the previous reverend's family so dun 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 (laughs) so you know you're replacing a mysteriously missing reverend's family. That's not, that doesn't bode well for right, you. Right, really. right, Who lived in the very same mysterious manner <laughs> where the family moves into. So soon after their arrival, strange events start to occur. Ghostly voices, dark figures dressed as monks, mysterious totems, and Adelaide's behavior becomes stranger by the day, which is the daughter. So you got creepy, spooky kid things. You got religious things. Mm-hmm. You got whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it soon becomes clear that a malicious entity seeks to possess the daughter and that the church is hiding a terrible secret. As the menacing spirit grows stronger, uh, they have to confront their beliefs and enlist help from a famous occultist, of course. So you've got that kind of going back and forth, which is right. interesting. Uh, here's the thing. At the end of the day, uh, not a waste of time necessarily, but... I mean, it was eerie, the things that you like, like uh, eerie and unnerving, and it's got those tropes and those overtones that I already described. But for me, mm, I found it sort of more, uh, slightly more incoherent than I would like it to be. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like it just, uh, it's sort of, it's it's, it's just kind of, I think I read one review that said something about like, it it kind of shuffles along. Sure. (laughs) And that, that makes sense to me. It doesn't super land some of the people that i watched it with thought that the you know 30 seconds at the end of the movie like was good and right other people uh, for me and for instance was like eh. okay <laughs> i mean if you chop off the little ending maybe you enjoy the movie for like the creep and the yeah. vibes and yeah. the religious garbage going on and all of that. So like, I enjoyed all of that. It's it's like a lot of the movies that we watch, it's like halfway through, you just kind of like lose your sure. interest. And it was kind of like that. Yeah, I, I, okay. So speaking of that, okay, I watched a movie called the curse of Hobbs house. Uh, okay. 
2020 came out in 2020 Mm -hmm. when down on her luck jane dormont learns about the death of her aunt alexandra she expects a life-saving inheritance but finds herself battling bloodthirsty zombies instead fighting for her life sounds kind of good yeah it does because you know like the zombies the thing is is (laughs) the movie is only like an hour and maybe 25 minutes and 37 minutes into the movie there isn't a goddamn zombie it's <laughs> it's this these different family members fighting over the inheritance and it takes about an hour until you even see a zombie and then you find out that the the aunt who passed the zombies are coming out because one of like certain family members are trying to sell the property. I mean, it just okay. like it goes off the rails. And not only that, it's so fucking slow. And when I was looking up the, some of the reviews just to see like, am I just bored by it? They sure. were, they were like, you know, it's just the pacing is so bad. And it just, it, it the concept of the movie, they could have done so much with this concept. They're Aww. locked in the, they're locked in this, like, mansion or almost looks like a haunted mansion and it's more about them like fighting over the and then one of the family members he's like they say he's going crazy because he's talking about how these these demons are going to come out they're like you're crazy there's no demons until they are and then it's not really that climactic and and then it ends and you're like what the fuck did i just watch it was like a period piece that ended with zombies that had blue eyes that lit up it, it just was not good. And, yeah, and it didn't necessarily take you on the proper journey to no. get there. <laughs> yeah, Because, of course, there's so many horror movies where you're like, how did we get here exactly? No. But it didn't really take you on the journey of, like, to get to that, to earn that, right? To earn no. that level of Meshuggah. It did not. <laughs> so you're not recommending this I'm movie. not recommending it, but I am recommending Bloody Bobby. Yeah, I saw that. So I want to mention another 2020 movie that I um, had the distinct uh, pleasure of watching. I don't know if it's pleasure or not. So there's this idea that I wanted to, with a couple of um, of our patrons, watch a bunch of shark movies, like <laughs> shark horror movies, over the course of the next little while so that maybe by the time Shark Week comes, we could actually program shark horror movies in the discord for shark week gotcha because there are a lot of horror shark movies most notably you know sharknado like everybody knows about sharknado and you know there's shark mageddon or whatever you know there's like all these really bad and good bad uh shark horror movies all the way to jaws right? right like so there's really good ones too so at this point what ends up happening when you do that is you just have to jump in because most of it's going to be garbage, right? Right. And maybe some of it's a lot of fun garbage. So we jumped in. The movie is called Ouija Shark. Ouija. Like a Ouija board. <laughs> she just like col- collapsed in front of me. Like, what the fuck? So Ouija Shark is 2020. It is 71 minutes long. So they nailed it on the runtime because you don't want to have any more than like 75 minutes maybe on something like this. Right. Strict horror, no other genres. <laughs> Made in the USA, of course. So a group of teenage girls, I can't even believe that this is a 2020 movie, can I tell you? Because You can. Ugh, 
A group of teenage girls summon. That's that's <laughs> not a good. That's just not a good start. A group of teenage girls summon an ancient man-eating shark after messing with a spirit board, the Ouija, that washes up on the beach. Yeah. An occult specialist must enter the shark's realm to rid this world of the deadly spirit ghost once and for all. So can I say the Ouija board that washes up on the, on the beach is like a piece of like the cheapest plywood you've ever seen in your life with like the, I mean, it's doesn't look like your average Ouija board. It's very cheap looking. It's it's washed up on the beach. And of course, I'm a teenage girl in my bathing suit with all my friends with teenage girls in their bathing suits. And we're going to use the Ouija that we found in the ocean. Right. Right. Like that's that, the thing we're going to do. That would be um, smart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so then there's the ghost shark. So... I don't know if you want to like take a little gander at some of the photos of the Ouija shark, but like it's transparent like a ghost and it kind of pops in and out like a really bad, like it's pretty bad. Okay. And it, it like growls and does all kinds of strange things. And I can tell you that our resident trash lover pepper loved this movie. Our resident, did you hear what she just called you? Our resident trash lover. So Pepper's favorite animal is raccoons. So Oh, well then there <laughs> so, you go. There's so like yeah. it's, con- it's congruent. I mean, she likes good trash. I'm not, so, she has very good taste as far as like In this trash? movie is horrible. Yeah. Oh, like I see. it's just bad, bad, yeah, yeah, like yeah. bad. We're never yeah. watched, like okay. I fell asleep bad. Gotcha. But just like zombievers, Lamageddon. Ouija shark. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the good stuff. So I, I thought it was awful. I mean, just like the most awful thing. One of the most awful things you've ever seen in yeah. your life, but she seemed to really enjoy it. So that's, that's different tastes, right? Like that's, uh, I think you would hate it. Okay. Well, thank you. I, <laughs> I won't watch it. I, f- I feel as if you would hate it, but I can tell you that if you are the type of horror film lover that likes like very low budget, very independent, uh, very kind of very bad CGI. Um, and you think that that's hilarious and that like gives you lots of joy, mm-hmm. then this is the movie for you. That sounds okay. I have no idea if we'll program it as one of the shark movies, for, but like Pepper can have a night. She can pick her own shark movies and she can host them and maybe she'll pick this one, but we have a long way to go because we got to watch a lot of shark movies to figure out what we want to. That's true. That's, what a, we wanna program. that's a, uh, an accurate statement. There's a, there are many of them. <laughs> Deep blue was a good one. That's an actual good one. Like a jaws or something. I mean, it was decent. It's nineties. I think. Okay. Yeah, no, there's been a few uh, really actually very scary ones that I've seen. Um, and so that'll be part of that whenever Shark Week there's comes. There's a Deep Blue Sea. Wait, hold on. What is it called? Deep Blue, uh, Deep Blue Sea, 1999. Okay. Well, on your night. Saffron when you- Burroughs, Samuel Jackson, Thomas Jane, LL Cool J, Michael Rappaport. <laughs> oh, God, that is so 90s. Stellan Skarsgård. Oh my God. You've never seen deep blue sea. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah. That but, one, that one's actually kind of fun. 
I was going to say, like, then on your night, you can host that one. (laughs) You can host that one. That sounds fun. Yeah, I'm looking at the poster. It looks, I don't know, looks very 90s, 1999. Sci-fi horror, even. Mm -hmm. Oh, directed by Rennie Harlan. That's 90s, too. Yep. God, these movies couldn't be any more 90s. Gina Davis's husband. (laughs) I know. It's a little 90s trivia for you. Totally. That's just, oh, wow. That is a time capsule. I mean, you put LL Cool J in any movie and it's, it's the 90s. 90s time capsule. Yeah. Basically. For any sure. Any horror movie, especially. Um, that's amazing. Well, now you know that there's, we got to do a Shark Week thing and I hope you ha- can come up with a couple that you want everyone to see too. So okay. we'll do that. That'll on the, be one of them. We'll do that on the Discord for fun. Oh, thank you so much for listening. We really, really, really appreciate you. And if you'd like to become a part of the Discord community for as little as five bucks a month, just join our Patreon and hang out with us. We enjoy it very, very much. So thanks. Thanks for listening. This has been an episode of Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. Please check us out on our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sleep safe.